Hi, friends. I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead Dead Drunk. Hey there. Hey. Let's crack it. Not all that much. Let's cook it and good looking. Mm, this case, <laughs> because we had to do this one. This is one of the suggestive ones, so thanks, Finelli. Yeah, Finelli, woo! <laughs> I know she actually listens too, so it's, it's lit for her. Yeah, this is going <laughs> to be really good for you. This was not great for me. I hate this lady, <laughs> who you know by now is Diane Downs. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've heard another podcast do this, but it was like a long time ago and I don't remember too much. I just remember that I hate her. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we should just jump into the drink because this one's a doozy, right? Yeah. So I found yeah. this drink called The Mother on mommyish.com. I was going for this theme. Mommyish. Uh, <laughs> Diane Downs was a mommy-ish. And it says, this mom cocktail is called the mother and woo boy, is it a baddie? So it fits. So what you're going to do for the drink is pour one ounce of vodka, one ounce of gin, one ounce of sweet and sour mix, and one ounce of grenadine into a shaker with ice. And then pour all of that, after you shake it, obviously, into a Collins glass and top with beer. I would suggest a lighter beer. It doesn't have to be Bud Light, but it can if you want it to. It can be Bud Light, Post Malone, if you're listening. Yeah, you can use the boxes and boxes of <laughs> Bud Light that you have, Posty. Now that we're talking about Post Malone, can we talk about his TikTok for a second? I just <laughs> I just showed Shelby his TikToks, and he's really great. I, I knew he was funny because I've watched some of his music videos, but I just didn't. TikTok always strikes me as like, younger kids like 12 13 so i don't expect people like post malone or bob saget to have oh my TikToks. god bob saget is awful post malone is funny bob saget is like somebody come get their dad <laughs> post malone has a tiktok of him moving at a sloth pace in a nightclub with two boxes i think they're bud light boxes yeah filled with stacks of dollar bills and he's just like handing them out to random people <laughs> i feel like that's my spirit animal yeah <laughs> All right. So, Posty, if you're listening, shout out to you. Keep it coming with the TikTok content. Yeah, sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Post Malone. (laughs) Anyway. One day. Are we ready? Are you ready for the case? I guess so. Should we drink up? (laughs) (laughs) Drink up, dead drunkies. We're working on it. It's going to get there. It's It's a work in progress. It is under construction you remember when you used to go to a website and it would have like the little guys yes <laughs> that's what our our little slogan is yeah under okay. construction okay let's talk about this lady whose unknown first name is elizabeth what? elizabeth diane downs why did she get rid of elizabeth i don't know diane downs has an alliterative nature to it so i guess so was i kind of dig it was she an english professor no she was nothing like that okay well that's probably good (laughs) she was born in phoenix arizona on august 7th 1955 two parents sorry these names when i read them and i was writing this up was like what wesley linden and willa dean frederickson oh no i'm just assuming willa dean is the mother but (laughs) i don't but who knows i don't know (laughs) interesting names okay i'm sorry for them when Downs was 12 years old, she testified in court that her father abused her, but she didn't let that stop her from moving on with her life. Oh my goodness. She graduated from Moon Valley High School, which is where she met her future husband, Steve Downs. And after graduation, Diane enrolled at Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College in Orange, California. But she was expelled after only one year for promiscuous behavior and had to return to her parents' Wait, home I'm in sorry. Arizona. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can get expelled from college. You can get expelled from behavior? a Bible college for oh, promiscuous behavior. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people that would be expelled <laughs> from college. You don't get expelled from a SUNY for promiscuous <laughs> behavior. Imagine like SUNY New Paltz starts expelling students for promiscuous behavior. 
Uh oh. <laughs> I have to get rid of that whole town. <laughs> oh my gosh. On November 13th, 1973, Diane and Steve married after running away from home. I don't know. They both ran away or. That sounds romantic. Yeah, they eloped. A year later, their first child, Christy Ann, was born, followed by Cheryl Lynn in 1976 and Stephen Daniel, also known as Danny, in 1979. Only a year after Danny was born, the couple divorced because Steve had suspicions that Danny was the result of an affair Diane had. Which he might have been right. I mean, look, she was expelled from college for promiscuous behavior. (laughs) (laughs) On May 8th, 1982, Diane had another child as a part of a surrogate pregnancy, and she named the baby Jennifer before turning her over to the intended parents. Wait, so she was the surrogate? Yeah. And she named the baby? Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, maybe she had gotten pregnant and gave it away as a surrogacy thing or she intended to she get pregnant for adoption no I, you know what it has to have been an arrangement yeah. so maybe in the arrangement she got to name the baby interesting it's a weird choice yeah okay well good for you girl on the evening of may 19th 1983 Diane Downs drove up to an emergency room in Springfield Oregon with her three children Christy eight Cheryl, seven, and Danny, three, covered in blood in the backseat. The emergency room staff declared Cheryl dead at the scene and took the other two children into the hospital to receive treatment for their life-threatening injuries. What? This went from zero to 100 so fast. What yeah. were their injuries? They were shot. Uh, uh, okay. That's not just like a routine emergency room visit. Like, yeah. It's not? <laughs> I'm just saying that was like a lot. Oh, my God. No, yeah, sorry. (laughs) We're going to jump right into it here. (laughs) When the police arrived, they questioned the 27-year-old mother about the incident right away. Doug Welch, who at the time was a detective with the Lane County Sheriff's Office, remembers the interview well, as this case would turn out to be his first homicide investigation. Little baby Welch. According to Welch. You always remember your first homicide investigation. I remember my first. (laughs) What was your first homicide investigation? You know. No, I don't. Was it what happened to Ariel's mom in the lower main? Um, No. It was what happened to Mufasa in the Lion King. Oh. (laughs) That wasn't really a mystery. (laughs) He told you he was going to do it before it happened. Yeah. Anyway, I hate that guy. <laughs> According to Welch, Down said that, quote, she had been out visiting a friend who had a horse up in the Marcola area, she and the kids. And when it grew dark, they headed home. She took a detour off of Marcola Road onto Old Mohawk Road to do some sightseeing. By this time, it was dark and the kids were sleeping. And as she drove down the road, a man stepped out from the brush, the side of the road, and she stopped the car and got out and asked what he wanted. And he replied, I want your car. She said, you've got to be kidding. At which time he pushed her aside and reached in with a gun and began shooting the kids. The three kids. Oh, Lord. Yep. Downs told Detective Welch that she then pretended to throw her keys to distract the, quote, shaggy-haired gunman before pushing him out of the way, jumping back in the car and racing off to the hospital with her wounded children. She also told him that during the struggle, the man shot her in the left arm. Welch remembers, quote, it was an interesting interview. We found that Diane Downs was emotionally flat and she'd been shot in the left forearm. It's, I mean, immediately he's not sold on her story. They also immediately released this information to the public as they were afraid that there was a madman with a gun running around willing to shoot children. Right. But... As I mentioned, Welch was getting pretty suspicious of Downs. Don't be suspicious. Don't Don't be be suspicious. suspicious. (laughs) Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. That that song you're going to keep singing throughout the entire thing. (laughs) That's like Diane Downs' mantra. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. (laughs) But Welch was like, you pray suspicious. You pray suspicious. So Welch said that as he took Downs' statement, there were a number of things that didn't make sense. And this is what he said. Quote, Why would a mother sightsee when it's dark out? Why does a mom with three sleeping children in the car stop for a stranger or anyone for that matter? Why is she wounded in the arm? And the kids, one is fatally shot and the other two are seriously injured. Yep. 
I think the sightseeing thing. (laughs) Where are you? What are you seeing? In the dark with sleeping children. Like, I don't know about you, but when I drive in the dark, I can barely see (laughs) anything anyway. Not not that I'm looking for anything, but like. I have. And on a deserted road with just your headlights, what sights are you seeing? The pavement in front of you? You think she's shaggy haired gunman <laughs> that you've arranged to oh, meet? Oh, yeah. You? She's driving down this deserted road going, and to your right, you'll see blackness. And to your <laughs> left, you'll see, oh, is that a shaggy haired gunman? <laughs> Coming up on our left, children, is a stranger that I'm going to stop and talk to. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. It's not funny, but. So basically, uh, by the end of the first interview, Welch knew she was lying. As her two surviving children, Christy and Danny, fought for their lives in the hospital, Downs began giving some pretty strange interviews to the media. Knowing that the eyes of police were focusing on her, Downs took to the news outlets to adamantly deny any involvement in the attack on her children. In one interview, she said, quote, Why would I have taken my kids to the hospital? Wouldn't I have made sure they were dead and then cried crocodile tears? That's insane to think that I would do such a thing and then bring the witnesses in against myself. That's crazy. Oh, I don't like that. What struck me about that statement is why would she call them crocodile tears? Isn't that fake crying? Right. Yeah. So she's saying like, why would I do this on purpose and then pretend to? Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Don't Don't be be suspicious. (laughs) Don't be suspicious. Also, like, you're making excuses. Like, you're you're trying to be your own lawyer right now. Yeah. Which is always a bad sign. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's an admission of guilt, basically, in my eyes. (laughs) A local reporter for one of ABC's affiliate networks in the Oregon area, Anne Bradley Yeager. Cool name. Remembers Downs for her peculiar demeanor during her interview. Yeager said, quote, the more she talked and she talked a lot and frequently, the more she talked, the more things didn't make any sense. It was as if she thought that if she kept talking enough that you would believe her. Yeah, she's probably trying to just like explain it away. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, again, you never know how you're going to react in a situation like this, but everything so far makes her seem very suspicious. It's really strange and i don't understand why you would immediately go to the media instead of being at your children's bedside so anyway let me show you one of her interviews this is usually the one that's in the like crime shows about her okay and this is when the police asked her to give a reenactment of what happened oh no and just to give you an idea of what is in the video it's titled diane downs laughs while reenacting shooting of Three children. Oh my god, okay. I'm throwing the keys, okay? I'm throwing the keys. I go like that. I got in the car, jumped in, put the keys in. I just hit my cast. Started the car and left. The car door shut itself. God, this is worse than me. Okay. So, yeah. Oh my god. No, she literally looks like she's reenacting. I don't even know. Somebody like if you tripped and we're like, you got to see what happened. Or when we were like, okay, so what happened was I asked for spicy mayo and I was (laughs) sitting on the couch and Tierney took the plastic thing of spicy mayo and threw it into the air. (laughs) Yeah. She's like reenacting something funny and lighthearted. And Mm -hmm. it's like not, you would think that a grieving mother reenacting how her child was murdered would not be laughing because it's not funny yeah or what they did point out was she does she hits her cast and she's like oh this is worse than and then stops speaking because it's not worse than anything you were shot in the arm and your children are fighting for life yeah so it's not i and on top of that what they're referring to before i started that particular section of the video is that she's she can be seen behind the reporter fixing her hair in the like car mirror before they start filming it's she's she's like this is my big debut let me look camera ready yeah this oh, is her I moment hate her. Mm-hmm. I, hate her. I hate her welch described her behavior pretty perfectly he said quote I have used the term verbal vomit when talking about Diane because she talked a lot, too much for her own good. I think that's one of the things that ended up hurting her case. She didn't know when to keep her mouth shut. 
Hi, friends. We have to interrupt our episode briefly to tell you about our new sponsor, Fruit of the Bean. If you're anything like us, then we know that you need something to get you moving in the morning after a long night of cocktails and true crime. Our go-to morning pick-me-up is coffee, and we get the most delicious fresh roasted coffee from fruitofthebean.com. If you're not really a fan of what my mom likes to call coffee-flavored coffee, that's okay because Fruit of the Bean has something for everyone. There's hazelnut coffee and French vanilla coffee for those coffee amateurs like myself that want some sweeter flavor to their morning cup of joe. They also offer organic Bali blue coffee, Kenyan coffee, which is the CEO's favorite, a breakfast blend, and even a decaf option for those of you that like the taste of delicious coffee without the jump of caffeine. You crazy people. Right after you place your order, the wonderful people at Fruit of the Bean get to work roasting it to perfection before carefully packaging it up and shipping it right to your door. That's right, it comes straight to your door and it is freshly roasted after you order. You don't even have to consider putting on real pants and going out to the store to get your coffee fix. Which reminds me, because they also have mugs and clothing for all you coffee addicts out there that want to extend your love of caffeine beyond the mug. My personal favorite is the shirt that says death before decaf because I can honestly say that I feel dead before my first cup of coffee in the morning. Coffee isn't their only passion though. Fruit of the Bean is a company that believes in giving back. 10% of their net income goes towards helping orphans and those affected by human trafficking. If you go order some coffee right now, you can use code DEAD, that's D-E-A-D, DEAD, at checkout to get a 25% discount on your order. So head on over to fruitofthebean.com, F-R-U-I-T-O-F-T-H-E-B-E-A-N.com. And don't forget to use our code DEAD, that's D-E-A-D, at checkout for that 25% discount. All right, now back to the show. Police managed to find spent 22 caliber bullet casings at the crime scene, but after conducting a search of the surrounding area, no weapon was found. Downs denied ever owning a 22 caliber gun, however. Her, ugh, sorry, that was the wrong intonation. Downs denied ever owning a 22 caliber gun. However, her ex-husband Steve told investigators that she took that exact firearm with her when she moved to Oregon. It's more suspicious if you say you... Don't be suspicious. It's (laughs) It's more suspicious if you pretend to never have had that gun than if she would have just said... Yeah, you know what? I do have that gun at home, but it's like locked away. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, 100%. It calls more suspicion to you immediately. And yeah. that's what it did for the police. But they still didn't have the murder weapon. Luckily, Christy Downs was recovering from the gunshot injuries and the subsequent stroke she had suffered. Slowly, she was regaining her ability to speak and began telling police what she remembered of the night of the shooting. And Christy said that she had not seen any male stranger that night negating the story Diane had told not just the police, but everyone in the entire world. Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This was enough to obtain a search warrant for Downs' place and finally gave detectives the break in the case they needed. Police found Downs' secret diaries, which told of her obsession with a married man named Nick who didn't want to be with her because of her children. Um. Oh, my God. He just didn't want to be a father. He just wasn't ready for that. Okay. Don't write it down. Yeah. (laughs) You idiot. She's like, and this is how I'm going to kill my children. (laughs) And I am writing this so everyone can find it one day. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what she was doing. But Detective Welch stated that they believed this was the motive for the shooting. Obviously. In the diaries, she says that she wants Nick to move up to Oregon to be with her. And she, quote, considered the kids to be a burden or a hindrance to Nick's arrival. And as long as he said that he wasn't going to be a father to anyone's children, they had to go. That's how Welch explained what was in the diaries. Yeah. Call back to our Gabe Zetchi episode when we talked about Mm -hmm. the different kinds of filicide. And one of them is because a partner doesn't want your children. That's like very common for a motive to kill your own children. Yep. It's still not a good one, though. Oh, no, it's absolutely terrible, but it's more common, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So nine months after the shooting of her children, Diane Downs was arrested on February 28th, 1984. However, when the trial began in May of that same year, Downs threw another twist into the case. She was pregnant and not at all by accident. Downs took to the media again for another strange interview explaining her pregnancy. She said... 
buckle up for this one. I got pregnant because I miss Christy and I miss Danny and I miss Cheryl so much. I'm never going to see Cheryl on earth again. And I just, you can't replace children, but you can replace the effect they give you. And they give me love. They give me satisfaction. They give me stability. They give me a reason to live and a reason to be happy. And that's gone. They took it from me. But children are so easy to conceive. I, uh, uh, I hate her so much. Yeah. Flames <laughs> on the side, on the of, side my of my face. Wait, so like you murder your child and then decide to get pregnant again because you want the satisfaction that a child gives you. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who the child is or that I mean, the I, child is a human being. It just If you notice she says you can't replace children and then ends with children are so easy to conceive. Yeah. <laughs> you can't replace children, but also you really can. <laughs> but you can though. Oh my god, I hate her so much. Yeah. So the news reporter that I mentioned earlier, our girl Jaeger, she recalls Downs telling her that she picked someone off of her postal route to seduce prior to her arrest. In addition to worrying about the newly conceived child that the woman who shot her children was carrying, Jaeger worried that her pregnancy would affect the way the jury looked at her. She said, quote, she knew that if she got pregnant, that people would look at her and say, how could a woman who loves children this much and got pregnant have killed her children? I can't even. Mm hmm. Still. It's so calculated. Yeah. It's. Ugh. It's gro- It's really, really gross. Did she write this plan in her diary too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I ever get arrested, I'm going to get pregnant. That <laughs> seems like a solid plan. I like can't even believe that this is a real person. Despite all of her efforts and her newly announced pregnancy, Downs went to trial in May of 1984. The prosecutors, led by District Attorney Fred Hugie, I think that's how you say it. It's a really cool Hugie? last name. Yeah. H-U-G-I. Aw. Hugie? I guess so. That's what I'm going to say. Sure. He laid out all of the evidence against Downs, including the inconsistencies in her story, her strange behavior following the shooting, her affair with Nick, who reportedly didn't want anything to do with a woman with children, and the fact that witnesses spotted her car driving at about five miles per hour towards the hospital because she was waiting for her children to die before reaching the emergency room. Oh, my God. Yeah, she did not flee immediately to the emergency room at top speed, as she said in her initial story to emergency room staff. She slowly rolled there. That is so horrible. Mm-hmm. What kind of a mother can do that to her children? I don't understand how she or any mother could have done anything like this, but she did. Oh, my God. All of this evidence was just a buildup to the prosecution's star witness, Christy Downs who is now nine years old and after months of physical and mental therapy, able to take the stand. Oh my God. When DA Hughie asked Christy if she remembered who shot her, she simply said, my mom. And Diane Downs was found guilty of murder, attempted murder and assault. However, the court had to take a recess between the verdict and the sentencing so that Downs could have her baby. In June of 1984, Downs gave birth to her fourth child, who she named Amy Elizabeth. Just 10 days before her sentencing, Amy was seized by the state of Oregon and adopted by Chris and Jackie Babcock, who renamed her Rebecca. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Then Downs was sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years. and She was incarcerated at the Oregon Women's Correctional Center in Salem. But just three years after her sentence began, Downs escaped on July 11th, 1987. What? Mm-hmm. How did she escape? Just lacks security. Oh I imagine it's as lax as Arkham Asylum, where she just walked out. I don't. She doesn't look particularly strong or skilled in m- any way. She didn't like dig her way out, like Escape from Dannemora style, <laughs> or like jump out of a building it. like Ted Bundy. <laughs> I highly, highly doubt it. It took the police just ten days to find Downs hiding only a few blocks away from the prison. What an idiot! Yeah. If you're going to escape from prison, at least, like, flee. Yeah, I don't know what she was doing. She was probably driving her car at five miles an (laughs) hour. (laughs) 
She received an additional five years for that and was transferred to the Clinton Correctional Facility for Women in New Jersey after some heavy lobbying from D.A. Hughie, who, if you'll remember, was the amazing district attorney who prosecuted her. He's also the wonderful man with his wife, Joanne, who adopted Downs' surviving children, Christy oh and Danny, God. in 1986. I'm going to cry. Oh. The family lived just 66 miles away from the Salem prison, and during those 10 days that Downs had escaped... Hughie had feared that she would attempt to make contact with Christy or Danny. Although they did increase the security at the Salem Correctional Facility, the state accepted his argument that the risk to the children was too great for Downs to remain incarcerated in the state of Oregon. So that's why she was moved to New Jersey, which kept her not just away from Christy and Danny, but also their half-sister, Rebecca. Good. Oh, my God. Is she still in New Jersey? Um, no, but we'll get back to her. I wanted to tell you about Becky Babcock. Okay. Becky Babcock. Babcock. (laughs) That is the best name of all time, too. Also, she looks really cool if you look her up. Um, she's got like short hair and it's kind of like tinted purpley gray. It's she's, she looks like a really cool. How old is she? Uh, she's 34 now. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, Becky Babcock. Oh, hey girl. Yeah, right? She she looks good. She kind of has the can I speak to your manager haircut. But it's like a cool color. So, you know, she's not going to ask for your manager. But she also kind of looks like pink. Yes, that's who it is. She looks like pink. Okay, love that for her. Anyway, Becky lived. Work it, girl. (laughs) Hey, sister. Ooh, that's a good. It looks like she has a book called I Found Out My Mother Was a Killer, the Rebecca Babcock story. Are you going to talk about that in a second? No. Oh, you can talk about it. Did you read it? (laughs) No, but according to an article from Glamour.com, Rebecca Babcock always knew she was adopted, but at age 16, she was rocked by the discovery that her birth mother, Diane Downs, was a murderer convicted of shooting her own children. Well, she kind of learned about it a little bit earlier than that. Before all that, Becky Babcock lived a perfectly normal life with her adopted family. Becky, who is now a 34-year-old behavioral health coordinator for children in Salem, Oregon, said that while she feels that she's always known she was adopted, like you said, she never questioned where she came from. Quote, My childhood was of dreams, and we had every opportunity that we wanted. My parents wanted us to prosper, to learn, and to grow. I had a great family, a great life. It was honestly picture perfect. Which is awesome. Good for you. So then, when she was just 11, Becky managed to trick her longtime babysitter into revealing the name of her birth mother, which was Diane Downs. Becky's mother had previously mentioned that there was a book written about her biological mother. So after learning the name, Becky headed to the nearest bookstore. And that's where she found Anne Rule's book, Small Sacrifices, which told of Downs' life and conviction in great detail. It also included a picture of Downs, which did little to help young Becky come to terms with the identity of her birth mother. Becky said, I saw who she was and what she looked like. It wasn't a face that I wanted to see. Just the cold look in her eyes scared me. The reality set in that that's who gave birth to me. I slammed the book shut and I left. She then didn't tell her parents what she'd learned, but over time learned more and more details about her biological mother. Yeah, it says in this article, one night she was sitting with her boyfriend and... They yeah, they were- rented the special. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. she figured out that that was her mother. But who let Farrah Fawcett play her mom? Farrah Fawcett is too hot to play Diane Downs. I know. Right? I agree. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough. I agree. I don't know. It was probably a really big news story. So Farrah Fawcett was like, I'll do it. And then she did it. I don't think Farrah Fawcett sounds like that, but whatever. So, yeah, she said that watching that film broke her heart. Quote, it was gut wrenching. It changed me. My innocence was gone. So after that, she started to rebel against her parents and ended up getting pregnant at the age of 17. After the birth of her son, Chris, Becky moved to Klamath Falls for a better job. And now at the age of 21, she was engaged, had a good job. And in 2006, she had her second son. Unfortunately, her relationship with the baby's father ended just before she gave birth and she was forced to move into a homeless shelter. After talking it over with her parents, Becky placed her second child up for adoption. And once the adoption process was complete... Becky found herself drawn to finally reach out to Diane. She said, quote, I wanted her to be a person. I wanted to relate to her, not as a mother, because I had a mother, just as somebody that was heartbroken to give up their child. I was hoping to have a connection. So the first set of letters were fairly positive. It was a good exchange between the two. 
Um, but it didn't take long for the letters down sent from prison to grow stranger and stranger in their content. Becky stated, quote, they progressively got more and more insane. Conspiracy theories, people watching me my whole life, just really scary things. And that's when I completely regretted messaging. She sent, you know, 12 pages of how she's innocent. And this is who really did it, she thinks. Oh, my God. Yeah. At one point, Downs even accused Becky, the daughter that she was forced to give up, of being a part of the conspiracy. What? Yeah. And that's when Becky just asked her to stop contacting her. She said, quote, I had to accept that she really does struggle mentally. She really does have something wrong with her. And it doesn't mean that I do, too. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's terrifying because I don't know that I would be able to establish a connection with my like if like if you establish a connection with your birth mother and she sucked and then like I don't think it would be easy to be like, okay, that's enough. Okay, goodbye. I I met you. Yeah, that's why I'm. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) I totally get it. Because you could be like, oh, look out there. Oh, no. Yeah, and then it's something you that. can't unknow. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> In 2010, Babcock went public with her story for a short period of time, like with the article from Glamour. And I don't know if this was when her book came out, but going public actually helped her to meet Anne Rule, the author of the book uh, that she slammed shut all those years ago. And in that meeting, Becky managed to get some details about her father, but Rule never revealed his true identity. Becky said, quote, I was searching for the other half of who I am and where I came from. I have the side of Diane Downs, and I was hoping to find the opposite. I know I came from a monster. I was hoping that the other part of that wasn't, that it was the opposite, that it was somebody full of love. I don't think that the father ever wanted his identity to be known, and that's why Anne Rule didn't give it to her yeah that makes sense so despite never learning who her biological father was last year becky purchased a new house and is looking forward to her work and continued role as a mother to now 16 year old chris and she said quote when i was young i worried that i would be like diane downs as i grew up i realized that nature is not going to win over nurture oh yeah so for her she's doing good yeah becky downs however is still in prison. After serving 10 years in the New Jersey facility, Downs was transferred to the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation in 1994 and currently resides in the Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla. Don't know where that is. During her time behind bars, Downs has earned an associate's degree in general studies, which I'm sure will help you a lot. (laughs) Downs was also seen by multiple psychiatrists during her incarceration and has been diagnosed with narcissistic histrionic which is compulsive attention seeking and antisocial personality disorders okay i believe that yeah that all fits yeah that makes sense (laughs) downs's sentencing meant that she could not be considered for parole until 2009 and as a dangerous offender under oregon law she is eligible for a parole hearing every two years until she is released or dies in her first application for parole submitted in 2008 downs continued to proclaim her innocence she stated, quote, over the years, I have told you and the rest of the world that a man shot me and my children. I have never changed my story. Her first parole hearing was on December 9th, 2008, and Downs participated remotely from the prison in Chowchilla. She was not permitted a statement, but instead answered questions from the parole board. Lane County District Attorney Douglas Harklerod. <laughs> I'm, so I'm so sorry. I wasn't going to laugh, but I had to look up the pronunciation of this name because it's just, oh my gosh. Anyway, Douglas wrote to the parole board arguing for her continued incarceration. He wrote, quote, Downs continues to fail to demonstrate any honest insight into her criminal behavior. Even after her convictions, she continues to fabricate new versions of events under which the crimes occurred. Douglas, I'm not saying your last name. I'm so sorry. Also mentioned call that. Doug, just call <laughs> Doug. Doug also mentioned that, quote, she alternately refers to her assailants as a bushy haired stranger, two men wearing ski masks. Or drug dealers. When did it become two men? Yeah, when she didn't change her story at all all those times oh, that okay. she told it. Yeah, all right, cool. She's even mentioned corrupt law enforcement officials. Oh, Lord. After three hours of questioning and 30 minutes of deliberation, Downs was denied parole. Good. She was denied parole again in 2010 and under a new law was not permitted another parole hearing for 10 years, which means 
that Diane Downs can apply for parole again this year when she will turn 65 years old. Gotcha. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just hope. Let's just hope she's denied. I I, feel like there's nobody that will let her out, right? Yeah, I can't see anybody in Oregon being like, you know what we should do this year? We should let Diane Downs out of prison. Yeah, no. She's no definitely going to like find her kids and try yeah. to kill them. <laughs> I was find j- Nick. I was joking earlier when I was giving John the spark notes of the story that they probably were like, oh, can we make a new law that makes it like 10 years? Because I don't want to deal with Diane Downs every, every two, two years. years. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, I know that was quote heavy and definitely stumble stutter heavy, but that's the story of Diane Downs. I hate her a lot. Yeah, I hate her. I remember. Diane, if you're listening. You shouldn't be. You, you shouldn't be. I <laughs> Becky, you. if you're listening, I'm so happy for you, man. You live a great life. And I hope that Chrissy and Danny lived amazing lives. And the Hughie family. What? Heroes. Uh, yes. There are a lot of heroes in this story. There are. A lot of hero bells one giant big garbage bell for diane oh yeah huge garbage bell uh do you want to plug our sources sure if you want to tell us how much you hate diane downs you can do so by emailing us at deaddrunkpod at gmail.com if you want to share the mother of all bad drinks i don't know i don't it's not bad but (laughs) (laughs) she was a bad mother well if you want to share the drink you could share it with us on Instagram at Dead Drunk Crime. Or you could send it to us on Twitter at Dead Drunk Crime. We also have a Facebook page that's Dead Drunk a True Crime Podcast. Yeah. Find us on there and also share your picture or send us cases, whatever you want to do. You can go to our website at deaddrunkpodcast.com. There we post the write-ups of the episode, all of our sources, also our drink sources. So you can go find more drinks if you want a different kind of mom theme drink or if you want to just read more about diane downs or actually watch her don't do that um (laughs) but finale if you want to (laughs) they're all going to be on the website yes and you can find the links to our merch store there at the bottom of every single blog post and 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 in our show notes So our caboose today is a quiz and there are a ton of different ones out there, but I figured I'd stick with the theme of moms. And this one is which TV mom are you? Exciting. Yeah. I don't know what the options are, but I'm excited to see what you get. Yeah, me too. I do know that the Gilmore girls mom is an option because she's the picture at the top of the quiz. I love Lorelai. Okay. I didn't know which one was which. They Don't they the both have the same name? name? Yep, okay. She named her daughter after herself, which is literally incredible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First question. Would you consider yourself someone who loves giving gifts more than receiving? The answers are, I love seeing the look on people's faces. I love both. It's nice to receive a gift. Or life isn't about gifts. I'm going to go with the first one. I love giving gifts. I get really excited and I'm one of those people that buy something for somebody for something in like two months and then I can't wait to give it to them. And I'm like, do you want to know what I got you? I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, please. I do the same thing. Yeah. I'll buy something and be like, <laughs> do you want to know what I'm getting it? <laughs> it's yeah. really great. And I get really proud of it. And if they don't react the way that I want, I, yep. I almost feel like taking it back. <laughs> I'm going to give it to somebody who's going to appreciate it. <laughs> Second question. How do you handle negativity in life? Is drink an option? (laughs) (laughs) I try to get everyone to see the positive. Sometimes people have to feel the way they feel. I don't love negativity. That's like an answer for everybody. Who loves negativity? Or negativity is a necessary evil for people to realize how good things are. I'm going to go with, I don't love negativity. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't love that for me. I don't love that journey for me. (laughs) Who loves that journey? Who's out there like, you know what, today can use some more negativity. <laughs> oh, maybe goth people. <laughs> maybe Diane Downs. Yeah, for sure. Diane Downs. She's like, what can I do today to spread negativity around? <laughs> do you need a lot of freedom in your life? <laughs> These are weird questions yeah. to ask anybody. Not as much as people think. Yeah, I can't be tied down. It's more of a want than a need, or I do need quite a bit of alone time. I guess that's, is that what it's talking about? I have no idea. 
Because if, if you're not alone, you're still free, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I definitely need freedom. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't say that I can't be tied down. I feel like that's a little... I guess I do need quite a bit of alone time is the only one that... That makes sense, makes sense. right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't agree with the idea that being... I don't like the word tied down. Like it's... Or the phrase. Yeah. It's it's gross. It's like ball and chain and that kind of right. idea. Ugh. <laughs> I hate that idea. <laughs> Would you let your kids go to a concert with their friends with no adults present? Most certainly not. Sure. Why not? If they've earned the responsibility... I've done that many times. <laughs> <laughs> How old are these kids? Um, I don't know. I'm picturing my 20-year-old kids being like, no, you can't. Oh, I was picturing five-year-olds and being like, you oh. get into those doodle-bop concerts. You get in there. <laughs> I think it depends on the age. Like, if they're young, then no. But if they, I guess so. I guess if they've earned the responsibility. Well, how young? how young were you when you first wanted to start going to concerts? Uh, probably like 14 yeah i would say no at 14 i would not let my and 14 I did, year old I go to the chance to, i don't think i was allowed to go by myself to a you shouldn't be until i was like so i feel like no certainly older. not i'm gonna i'm gonna go with if they've earned the responsibility because it depends on how old i guess i would let my like 16 okay. or 17 year old kid go to a concert that's different i think yeah but that's not a kid yeah yeah i was thinking 14 though like the uh, whole time yeah, i don't know, I don't know. This needs to be more specific. This quiz is either way too specific or not specific enough. <laughs> if you don't have kids yet, what kind of mom do you envision yourself being? Which is both of us. We Neither of us have kids. A really devoted one. A cool mom. A mom my kids respect, but also like a strict one. I'm a cool mom. Okay. Yeah. I do think you are. Your mom's <laughs> a cool mom, so I would just expect you to turn into a cool mom. <laughs> I'm a cool mom. How often do you find yourself doing things you said you would never do? Rarely, if ever. Literally every day. Quite often, but they're not bad things. I always leave every possibility open. I'm going to go with the last one because yeah. I don't know how many things I've said I would never do. Yeah. I've definitely said a lot of things I would never do. I probably still would never do them. But like, I don't feel super compelled to strap wooden boards to my feet and slide down a really tall mountain i don't want to do that oh skiing yeah i don't want to do that <laughs> but doesn't it sound ridiculous when i described it that way yeah because that's what it is yeah that's true <laughs> tubing really, though i'm not maybe. good at skiing i never anticipated myself being good at skiing one time a kid died in my ski lesson so oh my <laughs> god that got really dark well it wasn't my <laughs> ski lesson it was a ski lesson the night before mine but like same thing <laughs> same thing a Basically kid died the and then thing. we still showed up for our ski lesson yeah exactly do you often cook for yourself or are you more of a takeout kind of person oh God. <laughs> your options are i try to cook every night i basically keep the takeout places near me in business <laughs> it's good to have a balance between the two De or depends on my mood sometimes i just eat snacks okay so real talk for a second <laughs> More recently, it's been the takeout one, mm -hmm. but that's just because I don't really have a kitchen to cook in right now. So I'm going to go for balance because I miss cooking for myself. I like to cook for myself. Okay. That's right? a good answer. Yeah. Okay. I would have gone with, depends on my mood. Sometimes I just eat snacks. That's true. Mm. Once while I was alone in New Paltz, I just didn't feel like making any dinner. So I just like didn't eat dinner. I was just like not. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to order something. I'm really tired. I'm just going to go to sleep. Nice. <laughs> Because you're an adult and you can do that. You're an adult. And then you can wake up whatever time you want and eat whatever is in your freezer. Hell yeah. Are you good at entertaining people? I'm going to go ahead and pick the one that says, oh yeah, I'm a hoot for you. <laughs> <laughs> the other choices are, if by entertaining you mean hosting dinner parties, then yes. Yes, but not in the way I intended. What? Or I don't desire to entertain people. Oh, I think I'm a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a hoot. <laughs> What's your ideal spot? Oh, my God. Why is that a choice? Okay. What? The beach, somewhere with lots of history, no. an exotic island, or this one that I reacted to, the woods. Uh, 
I'm going to go with the beach. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't pick the woods. What the no, fuck? No, no. Who would pick the woods? It's j- it just says the woods. It doesn't even say like a campsite or <laughs> just the a woods. cabin. I went it's to the woods because I wanted to live deliberately. <laughs> okay. I wanted to suck out the marrow of life and put to rout all that was not life. And not when I come to die, discover that I have not lived. Are holidays better with kids? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Was that um, Robert Frost? No, it was Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I remember it. That's the passage that Stewie reads in Family. He reads it in Family Guy when they're stuck in the woods and then goes, do you know who that is? Text in with your answer now. And Henry David Thoreau and the character from like Rodney Dangerfield's character from Back to School are options. And it fakes that Rodney Dangerfield's character won. And he's like, that's who you think it was? Do you know who that is? It's Henry David Thoreau, by the way. But like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and I, I the, totally forgot. It's the passage that they read at the beginning of their meetings in Dead Poets Society. Yeah, I didn't watch Dead Poets Society. Okay, well, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've told me that before and I meant to and I just didn't. It's one of my favorites. It's a really good film. I just watched Knives Out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not very similar at all. They're not similar at all, That's but okay. that was really good. Okay. So, are holidays better with kids? No. <laughs> There's, everything is better with kids. Some are. Kids make holidays fun again. Or I don't celebrate holidays. <laughs> there's no no option. There's it's no just no. there's no holidays. Um, I just want to put out there that I, lo- I, I love kids. I love my students. I just don't really want to be on vacation with them, if that makes sense. I go on vacation to take a break from work, not to um, continue babysitting 14 children. Oh, I think it means holidays like actual, like Christmas and Thanksgiving, not like a holiday, like on holiday or vacation. Oh, then I'm going to go with kids make holidays fun again. Yeah. Because. Sometimes. Oh, it's, well, I don't know. At Christmas they do. When you give them their gifts and they're like, whoa, and it's like something dumb and real cheap and it's awesome. No, but it's exciting in my classroom to celebrate holidays because we like kind of play it up for them. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. It's fun. What's an ideal Mother's Day gift? Breakfast in bed, hanging with my kid all day. Probably not that one. Some alone time or spa time. Um, I'm going to go with breakfast in bed. Yeah. Yeah. With like mimosa. No. <laughs> just like mimosas on service, like kids or your husband bringing you mimosas or all Jeeves. day long in bed. Or Jeeves. <laughs> they could have hired a butler and <laughs> fucked off for the day. <laughs> Can you imagine if your husband came in and was like, hi, honey, I made you breakfast in bed. I also hired this butler and we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thank you. I'd be like, Thank That's you. amazing. I don't even Can't have wait a husband for Father's Day. I, already <laughs> I don't have a husband or kids and I already want them to go away. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that amazing yes for the first half of your life you're like looking for your husband and kids or your wife and kids or your, your you know whatever you want and you're looking for whatever you want and then after you get it you're like i just want you to fuck off <laughs> just want to be alone Yep. anyway do you like your halloween costumes bought or assembled with things in your closet i've i've thought about halloween pretty much every week since the beginning <laughs> of the year <laughs> Um, if I can make it, I definitely will. Some things bought, but the main things assembled. I buy the costume outright. Halloween is enough work as it is, or I can find everything I need in my closet. Um, I'm going to go with some things bought, but the main things assembled because I feel like I do a nice mix. Yeah, I think you do. Thanks. Pick some things from the closet, put them together. Yeah, it's fun. But I don't like, I never like buy the cost, like buy the like party city costume. Mm-hmm. I might buy all of the pieces, but <laughs> you know but what I'm saying? not the full, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I've only bought one thing full from Spirit Halloween and that's the Harley Quinn jumpsuit. Best $50. It's very warm. Have you made a lot of mistakes in life so far? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I hope not. Of course. Who hasn't? That's all part of being a human being. Or every day? Every day. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) When someone close to you is feeling down, how do you try and cheer them up? A big long hug. I try not to overreact because then they will too. Let them know I'm there if they need me. 
People need to learn to deal with things themselves. Oh my God. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> deal with it. Um, I'm going to go and let them know I'm, I'm there if they need me. That's a good one. Would you rather be inside watching TV or out and about enjoying the great outdoors? Inside watching TV. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I love some good TV. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you to the outdoors. I like going outside, but just in the summer. I would like to go outside to my backyard and sit there for like a minute and then come back inside. With mimosa or champagne? And yeah. Like there a radio and yeah. something else. Yeah. With a party. <laughs> Which household item would you not let your kids play with? My good pots and pans. Knives. The obvious ones like sharp tools and heavy things, which would include knives. Yeah. Or I would teach my kids how to play with anything smartly. Even knives? Even knives. I'm going to go with the obvious ones like sharp tools and heavy things. Yeah. That's really the only option that makes sense. How is this quiz still going on? I have no idea. I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was this long. It's okay. (laughs) What kind of school do you think is ideal for your kid? Private? Public school. Okay. Yeah, you're a teacher, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Do you have age limits for when your kid can do things like date or get their ears pierced? Um, 18. Nope, they can do things whenever they feel ready. At least 15. No rules like that. No. I'm going to go with they can do things whenever they feel ready. Yeah. Not. I mean, not like eight. <laughs> Mom, I want a tattoo like you. No, you're eight. You're not ready. If you knew something about your kid that they didn't tell you themselves, would you mention it? Of course, I'm their mother. If I thought they were in danger, I would. I'll keep it to myself for as long as I can. My family doesn't have secrets. Uh, If I thought they were in danger, I would. This didn't have like a passive aggressive option. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Did you always want kids? No. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, For as long as I can remember, it happened so quickly. I didn't really have time to think about it. I literally don't have kids. Um, Uh, Okay, so. It's not that I don't want them. I just don't have them. Right. Uh, I'm going to say it happened so quickly. I didn't have time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened. And now we have kids. Do you seek out advice cats. when you feel like you're struggling? I can handle it. I tend to be a private person. I'm always seeking out advice, but not because I'm always struggling. No one knows myself better than I do. I'm going to go with no one knows myself better than I do. I don't. I feel like I don't ask for advice that much. Unless it's my mommy. (laughs) Think of your overall personality. Done. How would you describe it? Um, Put together a little type A, but a lot of love to give. Pretty laid back. I'm just going to shorten these. I think I'm hilarious, kind hearted and down for anything. Moody, smart and loyal. I think I'm hilarious. (laughs) That's true. I'm a hoot. Oh, they're calculating the results now. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I did not check the one. That's calculating. Calculating. Who am I? Oh, I have to click view my quiz results. Okay. Claire Dunphy from Modern Family. Okay. I can see that, I guess. I'm not really a mom right now, so. This says you can be a cool mom, but you can also be the mom that throws around a because I said so every once in a while. Oh, yeah. That's totally me. Yep. Wow. Love that for me. Dunphy. Dunphy, <laughs> not downs. <laughs> Dunphy, not hashtag Dunphy, not downs. All right. Bye, mom. Bye.